0: Welcome to the podcast series, Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. I'm Stacey Jafter, and today I'll be chatting with Wayne Zwiers, CEO and founder of Basalt Technology. Basalt Technology is an award-winning software development company that solves complex business problems through the rapid implementation of profitable, disruptive technology solutions. Hello, Wayne. How are you doing? Hey there. How are
1: you doing? Good and you?
0: Good. How's your day been?
1: Yeah, very well. Thank you.
0: Where are you in the world right now?
1: uh that's a good question because we could be anywhere at this stage, and anyone yes. could be anywhere so I'm currently <laughs> yes. in Johannesburg, South Africa uh and yeah, we got offices and teams dotted all over, so yeah
0: awesome. how's the last couple of months been for you? Ups and downs,
1: I think the you know uh last year was a very easy year for us, a really good year, but I think really? uh, yeah, but just like dealing on the long tail of um Probably conversions and leads and, and pro- new projects coming in, which we're, we're catching our, our feet on, which catching our breath on now. But, uh, yeah, it just shows how, how one starts to understand business cycles and mm. how long your new business conversion cycle is until you really need to know. So
0: yes. Well, before we dive any deeper, I would just love to hear more about your career journey and essentially what led you to build Basalt technology.
1: Well, I started off in hand design, actual art, fine art and graphic design. Um, and then, and then you know, it's what's quite interesting, when, then went after went school being very creative. I always wanted to run a business, have my own company. It was just being something I knew I wanted to and will do. And then, oh, oh you know, my, my, my mom at that stage, you know, you can imagine a little uh, young boy saying he wants to do run his own company. And like, she said, what do you put you in contact with someone that can give you advice so that, you know, you don't do something silly or just not go to a How old are
0: you at this moment?
1: Around 17, maybe, yeah. And I met with this individual and he said, you know, do what you love and everything else will follow. And it yeah. was an amazing lesson even so early in my life because looking back, it was almost that uh, the, 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 the Steve Jobs speech that he did in, uh, in one of the unis in America where he said, looking yeah. back, all the dots start connecting and make sense. And you don't know... When you're going forward what those will be but looking back it, it kind of works itself out so um, yes yeah, so i went on to do graphic design web design multimedia in those days um, and then got into web a uh, bit of programming uh, then landed up in project management in the uk and was managing outsourced teams in uh, india which was that kind of you know the offshoring piece was quite popular yes and then, um, yeah, went into client service and client focus, marketing, digital marketing, advertising, and, uh, and then more into the business side of things. And technology was always one of the departments we've had in our businesses, um, previously. So then, uh, just understanding that that was, you know, a really important, um, thing to like really critical in the industry because not many people could do that route delivery and quality was always, um, always a challenge. Um, and just knowing if we do that right, we're in that blue ocean strategy where we could just focus on adding value and shipping features as fast as possible to our clients. So that that was kind of the founding starting stages to Basalt, um, and where we are today is a technology company building financial solutions and products in uh, within the banks and FS and fintech um, startups.
0: This is awesome. We were chatting about how your business grew tenfold every year and, and you had to build a strong leadership team. You had to start from scratch. What was the most important attributes you looked for in the leadership team and how did the company culture change as each member joined the business?
1: So I think well, that's it's quite interesting because when you start from a zero base, the growth mm. is exponential Yeah, um, and uh, knowing what stage, what what you have to do at what stage and you know, when, when starting a business from scratch, you are, as a founder, doing every single role and department and you're switching hats. So um, what's interesting and I learned in there was, you know, say you're running different departments, then operationally bring in that person that is, that it would run up your, head up your operations, um, give them as much leadership and guidance and tools as you can so that they can pick that up and run with it. And then you can go to the next piece and next piece and next piece it's a, it's a slower process and, uh, more structured and, uh, create stability. But, you know, building it through those, 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 that, that process, which worked quite well for me. So the last component was finance because that was one that, uh, it's very difficult for a founder to not say let go, but to kind of, you know, hand over to someone else. So, um, you know, so went to operations, finance, um, to the te- technology to all HR and all these components. So that, that's that's really how I, you know, started bringing in specialists to do the job that they're really good at in in that space. Um, and then um, what? Th- then then you've got an interesting thing with team dynamics. So you know you can have brilliant people, great skills, but the, they don't work together in the team that there is. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with individuals. Just the dynamics of personalities and stuff, which is which was also a great learning. So we've had people on our leadership team which were brilliant but just didn't fit in from dynamic, I wouldn't say culture because it wasn't culture, or it could be maybe our business culture. But, um, yeah, so it just kind of works its way out and takes three years. But one has to be realistic with uh, with yourself in terms of how long that takes. Um, so I think for, for that team to be set up was no less than 22 months to get wow. half the team in place.
0: What was the moment you realized you needed support? You need a couple more members either on the exec team, on the leadership team to help you grow this business and, and see it thrive.
1: You know, that's, that's quite an interesting one, you know? So I think in this, in, like, a, you know, I think in the, everyone says, well, what is the first part of the first six months or eight months yes, a year yes. of the business? What did you do? What was it like? And I uh, act, act as a blur. That's all I remember. <laughs> just, just I remember grabbing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just everything employing to finance to gearing to delivery to but you know what it's important because you one understands the DNA of your own business um, and you know what the mechanics are that make up uh, the success of all these components um, and I've always said you know a business has a heartbeat and potentially the founders know what that rhythm of that heartbeat is and if it misses a beat or two you know where to pick it up so often when you see businesses or companies being bought out and handed over so quickly they that There's a high percent of failure or team dynamics because uh, external individuals or companies don't know what that rhythm is or the rhythm of the company. And that's also where the culture changes, where people leave a company because the culture changed, but it was actually more the rhythm of the company and how it was working and running. Um, so, yeah, those are quite interesting uh, lessons and learnings I've had through that process.
0: Yeah, we're working with a couple companies that only have founding members and they're currently building their exec team. Do you have any advice for them where the company culture is ultimately just maybe a founder and a co founder? Um, and it's they need to decide right now the direction they're going in.
1: So, yeah, so I think it's there's a lot of a lot of it boils down to like to like individual and one's character and being able to let go because you can only grow. You can't grow your business on your own. Only you need people and uh, and good skills and talent around you, um, in order to scale and grow. And in saying that as well, um, you did invest in that too. So you mm. know, you, cutting corners when it comes to people and skills, it 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 it, it never works out really, eh? because yeah, you, you, you actually you're building you're building you building with no foundation and with uh, crappy scaffolding. Um, so. You know, it's finding the best people and, and even I've had this and it's, it's been a lot of what our success is. I'd rather have less brilliant people than many average. Um, mm. so let's pay people g- great money, but have less brilliant people because, um, there's just, you know, less, less challenges that we would have. Not to say that we, we won't train and inspire and uh, have interns in our company. Mm. But I think, uh, you know, when you're starting out from scratch, you gotta, you gotta keep it tight and know that the people, In the company, can run and lead client's conversation, be strategic, be technologists, and uh, be confident in their space.
0: I love that. And your teams have been built in different time zones, speaking different languages. And your goal is to build high performance teams. Firstly, what does a high performance team look like in your eyes? And and what's the secret to doing this?
1: (laughs) So it's quite I have a good snigger because um, we we got very strong like kind of values in our business and and principles as well and one of those are is you know i I tell when i interview people when i was interviewing people i'm in the business or or in the battle business at least i would would say you know like you're you're you go to work you you, actually you drive a car you can pay your mortgage your bond you can get married you can kill a person you can go to jail you can
0: okay where is this going you
1: you can get you can get your work done you know so you don't have to be babied. You've got all sense of responsibility in your private life and you know where the limits and all these these things are, or what you can or can't do, but uh don't come to work and act as a child because, you know, we're adults and we don't need to be babied. And I think it's refreshing to see that in our company and how people work together in that sense. You know, we don't have conversations around non-delivery, like performance and micromanaging and wow. time watching and clocking because... You, we, yeah we all adults we you know being smart in our business is the ticket to the game everyone's smart because that's the space we're in we're in deep tech hard tech um but it's it's really around just owning everyone everyone owning their own their own workflow and their work stuff and i think that's where there's a massive difference and one can see that change.
0: Okay. Question for you then. Everyone thrives off a different managerial style. If you've hired someone that you've noticed maybe would would do better in a a position where they're working close closer with their manager, is that person then just not made for your business or, or how would you look at a situation like that?
1: So, you know, it's a, it's a good question because... You've got to hire different skills for different roles. And in our mm. leadership team, uh, I've deliberately made sure that everyone is very different in, 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 in a sense that we're not the same people have the same thinking and we're always challenging each other. So, you know, you've got an introverted, very mechanical, um, person running maybe an operational an engine room. Um, you've got a managing director that is very, uh, extroverted and client mm. facing and strategic. Um, so, you got, you got to find all the different skills and the magic's putting it together. Uh, and, and, I suppose that takes experience and a bit of intuition as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's important to have deeper conversations with people than just surface, um, interviews and chats, you know, where, like I always say, I'm not, not looking at what you've done to come to our company. We're looking at what you can do and what you're going to do. Um, and and who are people as individuals? What is the electricity that puts uh, mm. puts uh, like like fire in your body so that you, you? What do you get up in the morning to do? And is that purpose aligned to our company's purpose? And then, you know, you, you can't employ someone to be more creative, more positive, more passionate. Um, those things individuals come to a business with, or so you know, you've got to align to those, and then everything else falls into place quite nicely.
0: Awesome. Okay, this is a question. I'm very interested in knowing the answer to because I work on the BD side. Businesses are inundated with companies trying to sell their technology. How do you get in front of the right person? How do you get their attention? And then what sets Basalt apart from the rest?
1: That's a really, really great question. It's, it's understanding who the right person is um, and what are their pain points or what are their needs? Mm. So, and I think it comes from a lot of my marketing background or you know launching products and is, is understand what are the pain points and and how do we solve those problems and deliver on those problems and if you can do that um, then you're already like streets ahead so um, and, and if people don't have the time of day for a person or or a company you're actually not adding value or delivering or, or showing or sharing any value because if if anyone sees value they'll jump at it because that that's what we're after in terms of of uh, needs or our requirements so and it's often t- people said well who are your competitors and i uh, actually don't know and i haven't a, the, the time or, or lost the energy to to do that because uh we're solving our clients problems every day and we're looking at our clients customers and our clients as a customer and their customers and how are we enriching and bettering their lives and and giving them solutions and doing that right is just where word of mouth spreads and uh and the and The magic is created.
0: Okay. So you've identified the right person. Now you're trying to get in front of them. Uh is there any innovative ways you go about this?
1: So so if you look at like our industry, we focus predominantly on in finance, you know. So um when when last did a person, you know, pick up a phone and try to get hold of a bank and Mm -hmm. uh, go through the lengthy processes and then get dropped off Mm -hmm. and picked up again and and then understand, all well, you know, we've got technology in place, but is it actually connecting us with our brands or disconnecting us? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that could be a pain point. And how we, you know, are these maybe private wealth clients or private banking yes. clients? And is that the right way to connect? And this is merely just an example, understanding yeah. from a, a customer's point of view. So maybe you've got the best tech, maybe you've got the best call centers, answering centers, but are you are you actually solving your client's simple problem in the in the process that has been set up, so you know, how do you then simplify, become more efficient, and and answer those client challenges and and um, problems in, in in a better way? So it's you know, just an example of of how how we approach things, you know, looking at where the, the pain points are and mm. how we can close those gaps and create opportunity for our clients and their customers.
0: You you just mentioned helping businesses become more efficient, and you do this through technology. What are the most common things that are slowing businesses down that can be solved with technology specifically yours
1: so so i think obviously there's the and you know what to be to be fair in south africa and africa we've really got this uh this this entrepreneurial spirit and you know there's always that saying in in south africa at least we'll make a plan so like we we have that solving (laughs) problems mentality but i think it the there's, there's a right time and place for it, but where we can be a lot faster and quicker in the way we do things and deploy and, and not overthink and be critical um, around the risks too much, and you know, start to get going. And once you're moving, um, one can uh, then build out the, the, the pieces there. And there are many great stories around that we've had, you know, but obviously they sit within uh, within our clients' environments, which is quite high in IP. Um, but again, uh, yeah, it's 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 really be able to move faster than than a mothership can or a massive corporation, and they're, they're massive pockets of excellence. But uh, mm. uh, that's going to change. And you know, looking in the UK and and working a lot in the UK, we the, the customers driving that behavioural change um, for for the corporation. So you look at the Revoluts and the monzers and all the banking apps yeah. and fintechs, and you know, the, the, the banks have to play catch up now because the customers driving that. Uh, those new initiatives and trust and journey. And uh, I think it's going to happen in South Africa very quickly. And if not already, it is, but uh, it's going to to come quite fast.
0: I'm excited to see what's in store. Wayne, you have exciting things in store from your end. You're starting a venture boulder between South Africa and the UK. There are two VC models in Africa, the traditional model and the new model. What are your thoughts on the two?
1: so yeah it''s it's, it's, a, it's an interesting and uh, I suppose every everyone has a purpose and every every investment um, strategy or or model has a purpose but uh, what we're looking at is um, is having um, founder builded um, venture where um, the founders bring the ideas and have um, the, the, the opportunity to then build those and, and grow those um, and what's what's exciting there is um, there's an understanding of what those businesses are and from early, early stage. Um, and in that space as well, if you no know, something doesn't work, you scrap it and you find the next one. So it's almost like a an engine room for great ideas to get to the next stage of Series A, Series B funding. Um, so we've got four businesses already that are, go- wow. are going into the engine um, and looking forward to yeah, how those are going to be um, accelerated and taken out, or, or maybe one or two might not, but then uh, we go back to the drawing board. So a high performance team between South Africa and the UK, um, and looking at building these great initiatives. So, um, and it, it's becoming quite, a, quite a big trend in terms of, um, venture building studios. So, um, they typically start with 100% ownership for the founders and then, uh, and then they give them equity. And then there's also opportunity for, for South Africa to look at corporate innovation and a bit of a blended model of the free range uh, venture builder startup studio, for another word, um, in a corporate innovation side and way of doing it. So, um, really excited. We're really, really excited for that, and uh, the opportunity is massive.
0: That's awesome. I'm excited as well. Wayne, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and advice. It was so helpful. There's a couple nuggets in there that I'm excited to implement in my day-to-day. Where's the best place for listeners to reach you?
1: So the best place would be LinkedIn. So you can just search me on LinkedIn. It's Wayne Zwer, Z-W-R-E-R-S. And it's Basel Technology is the tech company that we have. Um, And then Launcher is going to be our venture builder in the UK which will be coming in the next few months.
0: Awesome. Thanks again, Wayne.
1: Amazing. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. Feel free to follow us on LinkedIn at Talent in the Cloud. And if you're interested in exec talent, expanding your team, or you yourself are looking for a new, exciting change in your career, check out our website, talentinthecloud.io.